It is Tuesday, December 6, 2022. This is another edition of Baseball Today. I am Chris Rose. This is not Trevor Plouffe. This is the soon-to-be-married Jake Storiali. We've got two producers along the way because this is the winter meetings. It's so big. We've got producer Dan 3,000 miles away back on the East Coast. we got BBD who's done this wonderful setup for us here at the winter meetings. It's really day two of it. And I, I got to tell you, he shifted everything around. We've got kind of like a new setup yeah. for us. He got here an hour before we did. Yeah. I mean, can we get the guy raised or that's, something? That's show, man. And yeah, it's kind of like I, I'm coming with my guy. I know you've got a question about two free agent signing together for baseball today. Me and BBD were a package today. Oh, is that what it is? Oh, so, yeah. I'm so, not so sure that the, we could fit you under the luxury tax. You know, two iced coffees and maybe a breakfast sandwich. We'll see how we can negotiate that. But yeah, we, we are in. And man, what a time to show up, Trevor Plouffe. So I'm excited. I'm bringing my egg. Is that what it's about, really? Always, man. Have you seen him? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you know so, what he's doing so I mean, instead of doing this? I do. Yeah, I do. He's in he's in Las, Las Vegas, right? Something like that. Tory big game hunter, but none of that. Ah. None of that. He's not winning as much money as Trey, as Trey Turner's winning. No, 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 no. In fact, let's get to it. Yeah. Uh, that was the big news, biggest news, because there were a couple of pieces of big news about an hour apart on Monday. Uh, Philly signing Trey Turner, one of the big four free agent shortstops to an 11 year $300 million deal. Now, let's remember the National League champs actually during the regular season finished a full 14 games behind both the Braves and the Mets, who finished with 101 wins. So how much have they closed the gap, in your opinion? I don't know if they have in in a big way, but I, I think more importantly, the Phillies and who they are now, the bar kind of got set last year. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think it's a World Series bar because this was the team with the longest playoff drought in the NL last Very year. Very good. Right? That was ding, what ding, I kind of stole this that. This is the kind of I, got, I think I stole that fun fact from you and I peddled it all year. So I'm I'm gonna take credit for that. Good. But if you're Philly, you're trying to change who that team was. Like you're that baseball franchise for, you know, over a decade was kind of Lovable loserish coming off like the, the Ryan Howard, Utley, Cole Hamels, those teams that get to the postseason again. I don't care if it's the last spot, but you need to get to the postseason again. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they're guaranteed there because we're a it's still early in the offseason that a lot of these NL teams are getting better. But if they get to the postseason, this is the team that I want teams to follow. Uh, we talked about Dombrowski yesterday in their front office and you know, <laughs> I wasn't a big fan of his at first in recent years because I was like, he gets to play the video game while taking the rules off. He gets to trade all his top prospects. Right. He gets to sign the top free agents. I was like, that's a pretty sweet deal. And then I forget if it was you or someone else in the lobby, but they were like, hey, his best one of his best skills is being able to find ownership and talk them into making these big signings. Because guess what? All 30 teams wanted Trey Turner. He's awesome. But they got him. And so if teams start copying the Phillies if they make another deep postseason run and more teams are signing stars that's that's good I think a lot of the people when they saw an 11-year deal for a guy who's on the cusp of being 30 they all went oh my god what's he gonna look like at 37 30 I want to talk about the Phillies in 2023 yeah I mean really I'll pay the bills later when they come uh and it's an you average of, well somebody will you know okay. what I'm saying like if I were in the Philly seat that's right. what I would say so how much have we closed the gap on the Braves and the Mets I think we've cut into it a little bit in part because Trey Turner is so different than anybody else they've got in that lineup. It's true. Right. I mean, it's almost like they have to play station to station softball is what it is. Like if there's a guy on first and they hit a ball in the gap, they're not scoring. No. 
you know, here you could hit a ball to, you know, short right field and Trey Turner's on first and he might score. So I like that aspect of it a lot. I still think they need to significantly improve that bullpen. I still have some question marks about the back end of the rotation. And you say, okay, well, you know, that's nitpicking a little bit. But we're talking about having to make up 14 games. Right. Not on one team, but on two teams that, you know, are looking to improve as well. So I, I think it's a great step. I'm a huge Trey Turner guy. Uh, I think he's, you know, one of the few guys that really changes the game on the base paths and in the batter's box. Um, but they still have a ways to go. Yeah, right. I, I mean, 87 wins last year. Yep. That's six wins away from a 500 baseball team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they, they, they were closer to being 500 than the Mets and the Braves. So for, for the gap, and like you mentioned, the end of that rotation right now, you know, Ranger Suarez made a lot of, of fans in the playoffs. So as your three, all right, we're okay with that. Mm-hmm. Bailey Falter and Michael Plasmeyer. I don't know. Chris Rose, I watch a lot of baseball. I don't have the full scouting reports on those guys. Um, and hey, maybe the Phillies do. And we'll be talking a lot of Bailey Falter and Michael Plasmeyer next year as breakout players. But to keep up with the Mets, we might be talking about. And the Braves, guess what? They haven't done their move yet. They're no, going to they do haven't. something. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're. Keeping up with the Joneses in the NL East. Yeah. All right. Speaking of the Mets and their rotation, uh, they did replace Jacob DeGrom very quickly as they pivot. That's the big word these days around the winter meeting. Let's pivot. Uh, Justin Verlander, who is soon to be 42 years, 86 mil with a vesting option for a third year, uh, which it's cool because you got Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer. They are back together atop now New York's rotation. But how risky is it that you're banking on a couple of old men to carry Mm. you to the promised land? I mean, Rosie, I would, uh, I, I don't want to say I'm going to ask you just because you're older than me. No, uh, <laughs> Ju- Justin Verlander. Can I, can I say this? Yes. This company is not built on 51-year-old men. <laughs> I was merely a throw-in to balance out the age. <laughs> to make it with Dan Rourke, BBD. Um, man, we shouldn't be, but you are. Like, that age in sports is still so tough because, A, the clock has to run out like it does on every player. Right. It's just when. Justin Verlander, outside of, you know, his Tommy John surgery, he's had very one little. The, one of the healthier careers you'll see. Yep. And, you know, if you're going to pitch into that age of your career, you know, I don't have a ton of examples at this point. I'd, I'd have to ask you more questions about Nolan Ryan than so, I know. Got it. So you're like, okay, old man, tell me about way back but when. we have come a long way with some of the sports science. And what did we see when we were enjoying a nice tapas meal last night? Tom Brady getting another win. And he's what, Barely. 44, 45? 45. So, hey, for Justin Verlander, I think we shouldn't you thinking that way, but it's so natural to think that way. But it's not just one, so it's two, and right. the problem is that Scherzer has seemingly run out of gas yes. the last two seasons when you've needed him most, right? Yes. He got rocked in the playoffs yeah. a year ago. The year before, when he was with the Dodgers, you know, he was great when he first got over there. Then he had some issues. Yeah, he pitched really well in the divisional round against the Giants, but then, you know, I mean, it was, it was right. kind of dicey, and that's going to happen when you have guys that are going to be 40 and 38, respectively. So, yeah, it's risky. Now, I do like I'm – I'm a fan of the short-term starting pitching deal. Right. You know, like I was like, if you're a Mets fan, you have to be thanking your lucky stars that you didn't give Jacob DeGrom 185 mil. I love watching him when he pitches. But if you have to put somebody on your roster heading into next year as a healthy dude on the mound every five days, are you going to go with Justin Verlander or Jacob DeGrom? 
Verlander has earned the win there. Um, I, but, I, and it's not close. It's not close. I, I mean, he had <laughs> 28 starts last year, a 175 ERA. It's it's just silly how, how much we just, like, accepted that season, <laughs> his age 39 season coming mm-hmm. off of Tommy John. Uh, I, I will say the DeGrom part of it, there's going to be some instant comparison. And I'll tell you what, I'm not betting against Jacob DeGrom either. I, you know, because what last year for DeGrom was very much – get back, be healthy, be ready for the playoffs. And that was his goal. And if you remember Verlander the year before, everyone, it was kind of funny business in Houston. Everyone was wondering, like, he's he's not with the team. Right, is, right. is there problems there? But guess what? I think Justin Verlander knew his body. He knew it was kind of more important for him to get healthy. And guess what? He got healthy. He got two for 50, which blew our minds at first. Mm-hmm. And then he went out and won the Cy Young. Yes. And now he's getting $43 million per year. It's not bad. It's good work if you can find it. So, the other quick thing about the Mets and their rotation is that it's you have to look past these first two to what's next. Cookie Carrasco, who hasn't been the yeah. model of, of perfect health, he's 35 years old. Then you got a pair of 27-year-olds in Peterson and McGill who also have had some health issues yeah. at times. They're going to add another starter. Remember, they didn't just lose Jacob DeGrom. They haven't brought back Chris Bassett yet, and it sounds like he's going to get money elsewhere. So it wouldn't surprise me if the Mets add somebody else. I would look for a guy who has had some stability out there health-wise on the mound. I just think it's smart because if you're going into this season with old dudes, and believe me, Hmm. I like old dudes. I don't want to be the guy that casts them away as I'm about to renegotiate a contract. I'm just saying this, that I think it's really important. Yeah, that's so, hey, go go sign who's the most reliable innings free agent. Maybe it's Ty Young. We'll see. Baldy. Well, it's been a few years since Tyone had some injury yeah. history, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's trick it's tricky with all these starting pitchers. I was gonna say. Yeah. Damn. Good luck finding that guy. Um, you don't need good luck if you want to do some early holiday shopping. We suggest you do it, and we suggest you do it with True Classic and True Classic Tees. I want you to head on over to trueclassic.com slash today. You're going to get 25% off your True Classic. Maybe today I'm wearing my Baseball Today shirt, Mm. where you can get at our John Boy Media shop, which is very cool. Um, But yesterday I was wearing a True Classic around here. I hadn't seen some people for a few years because we hadn't had the winter meetings, and they were like, hey, you look good. I was like, actually – I'm about at my heaviest level I've ever been, <laughs> but I look good because I'm wearing my true classic tee. And they were like, okay, I got it. So I want you to go out and get this. They got all sorts of stuff. They've got tees. They've got polos. They got whatever you need. So if you're like, God, I don't know what to get the favorite dude in my life. Um, you know, whether that's your husband out there, whether it's a, a son or dad or a brother or whatever it is, or just a friend guy in the front office guy. Right? The, yeah. I mean, they, how signed, good... they sign your favorite player. Go get him a true classic shirt. It's that simple. So go out do your shopping. The thing I love about it is that I've got like five of them and I'm the, um, I'm the nerdy guy who always color codes my t-shirts Ooh, that hang in. Nice. Yeah. I'm that dude. Nice. So I'm like, okay, where's that true classic? Great. No problem. Where's the uh, light blue one? I got that one. Where's my true classic black if I need that one? And so it's that simple. Get 25% off trueclassic.com slash today. Free shipping included on purchases over 100 bucks. Once again, that is 25% off trueclassic.com slash today. We continue on. Uh, and really one of the fun things about being here at the winter meetings in San Diego is you hear all the reports. You're like, oh, the buzz. And then there's a little lobby buzz and all sorts of stuff. Well, Mark Feinsand of MLB.com, he was busy working uh, the rumor mill 
And he tweeted that the Cubs could sign two of the three remaining big-time free agent shortstops, most likely Xander Bogarts, Dansby Swanson. How many of the big three will the Cubs sign? Will it be zero, one, or two? Because I don't think they're going to get all three. I will go with one. I, I, I think it it makes sense for the Cubs to bring in talent at this point. I, I mean, you know, if you're a Cubs fan, you're still thinking about those guys. Anthony Rizzo just had a really nice year last year. Mm. Uh, Baez, not so much. But, uh, you know, that, that Cubs team that happened and it was like, we, you have that image of your head like, well, maybe we won't keep everyone, but we're probably going to extend one guy, right? And that kind of never happened. So if you're a Cubs fan, you're looking at this free agent pool. I think the only thing that makes me a little bummed about it, and we'll see who they end up bringing in. Nico Horner had a, a sneaky, nice little year for them. A great uh, year. Yeah. And he's, he's fun defensively that, you know, uh, I've been saying from the start, I thought Xander Bogarts would end up as a third baseman after this, which okay. by the way, I understand is partially rude because man, the, what he's done hitting wise at shortstop, takes away from some of his defensive uh, deficiencies at shortstop. Is that the word? I think it's fair. But I think if he ended up at the third base where I think all of his skills would play up, sure, there's an adjustment period. But he also, I think he just got over 30. So, you know, it's hard to stay at shortstop uh, that long into your 30s. So if if they end up with him, he's been one of the hottest names, I think, at this winter meetings, because guess what? Xander Bogarts is going to hit. That's kind of all he's shown us the past few years. So that that would be the guy I'm focused on for the Cubbies. So uh, you have to look at this a couple different ways. First of all, the Cubs were 74 and 88 last year, but they are in a division where it's St. Louis Cardinals. And then, in my opinion, a bunch of question marks, because I don't know exactly what the Milwaukee Brewers are doing. Right. The Cubs, uh, the Reds and the Pirates are obviously at the bottom of this division and seemingly in a in massive rebuilds for Pittsburgh. It's been that way for about five decades. Um, they only have 29 million guaranteed on their roster after this season. Yeah. Okay. That's all they have. So they can go spend if they want to. They owe it to the Cubs fans to do it. I, I don't know exactly what their blueprint is. So it just kind of feels like they're throwing stuff against the wall and hoping that it sticks. They only had two everyday ball players with a war higher than two. Just two. Nico Horner, our guy in half. Yeah. That is it. That is it. So they need to get some guys that provide consistency. I know that Dansby Swanson's a big swing and miss guy and high chase rate and all that sort of stuff. Uh, but he will glue that, you know, shortstop uh, position down defensively. And the guy's got some pop. Do I love the moves if they brought both of them in? I don't, I don't think it's the right way to go. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you. I don't think they're getting any of them. Yeah. I think it's hot air. And until that team does something and uh, where I feel like they have a full game plan, I think it's just names, big names out there to appease the fan base that, hey, we tried. Why do they have no one on the books? I, I mean, have there been like Cubs selling the team rumors? I mean, 29 million on the books for next year. That's well, I mean, this, you know, even though it's not going to be there, that that contract is still on the books. This right. is the last year for it. Other than that, all the guys that they would have signed, like if I had told you three years ago that Chris Bryant, Javi Baez, Kyle Schwarber, Anthony Rizzo, that none of those guys would be on the team in 2023. You would have been like, what? Yeah. Not one of them. Like I thought maybe one of them would get a $200 million deal out of the squad. 
never happened. Well, and, and, and the weird part of it for me is now, now seeing Rizzo and knowing who he is. And, you know, I remember the numbers at the time and it was how much are they offering? Are they lowballing Rizzo? Mm-hmm. And now with smaller contracts, he's exceeded the contracts the Cubs had offered him. But uh, he always seemed like the guy. And now it seems like he's going to be a Yankee guy for a little bit, which I'm happy for. But Rosie, you might be right, man, because you start looking around the rest of this roster and I like Xander Bogarts a lot, but he doesn't do much for this team it's right a, now. Right. The, so what? They go from 74 to 76 wins. I mean, I I know bullpen is not everything and that's kind of the quickest thing to change. But the Listen, bullpen, who what is this when the Cubs uh, brought Theo on board and Jed Hoyer on board? They were like, OK, we're tearing it down. We're going to build it up through the draft and through trades of younger guys. Right. And that's exactly the way they did it here. They've got a couple of younger guys that have popped, but not enough. Yeah, not enough. You know, um, does Pete Crow Armstrong, their number one prospect, make a difference in 2024? Yep, yeah, he could. Maybe he could. But it just feels like they don't have a great plan. And so that's why I'm going to say zero. I don't know. Uh, speaking of reports out of Chicago by Mark Feinsand, he says that the White Sox are fielding calls on all-star closer Liam Hendricks. Do you think that they would actually deal him? Send him to the Cubs. Just figured it out. Ah. He don't even have to move apartments. He, he could figure all that out. Um, yes, I, I think you should listen to calls on Liam Hendricks because um, mm, that's interesting. You don't think they're a contender next year? I think they I think they be. I mean, they obviously still have a lot of talent that pops off the page. Um, I think for Liam Hendricks, who he is now, he's going to be 34 next year. He had another great year. Uh it's kind of what I was saying with the Cubs, and it's why I was hesitant to to chop them down from that angle. Bullpen, you can figure out whether it's we see every team seems to have a young guy that throws 101 who when they start to click, you start getting some outs from that guy. Um, for them, it's can they kind of reallocate the money because he would be making it's 14 million next year and then a team option for 15. So the, the option's a Ooh. weird thing, okay? He signed a three-year, like, $54 million or whatever. But the last year of his contract, if they pick it up, they pick it up. It's 15-whatever. Right. If they decline it, he still gets the $15 million, but he gets it over a 10-year payments of $1.5 million. Here's the issue with the trade. If he gets traded, that option automatically gets picked up. So he'll be, what, age 37 yeah. as a closer earning $15 million. So that's what makes the trade difficult i think if you're just taking on liam hendricks the person and the player you're all in from the other yeah. side but to me don't the don't the white Sox want to win yes yes i and and i guess that's where i'm saying if you can reallocate some of the money and whatever you get back uh because right now this team is not complete but and- reallocated where i mean you still need a closer kendall graveman as good a bullpen piece as he's been in recent years, right. it doesn't feel like he's a full-time closer. Do they go with Ronaldo Lopez? Finally, after all those years, you know, he came over in that trade with Giolito from Washington. We thought he was going to be a starter. That didn't work out. Yeah. He's found a nice role in the bullpen. I don't know if they have an in-house candidate that fits the bill perfectly. Right. I, I mean, to be a true closer, it would be Kendall Graven off the start. Um, and I don't know. I For me, it, when the White Sox seemed their scariest, it seemed their lineup top to bottom, and it was like, wow, there's a guy in every position in the lineup, and they have that strength in their rotation. 
right now I'm looking at the second half of their lineup and I, I need a couple bodies. I, I loved Andrew Vaughn's breakout last year and get him playing every day. Yeah, he'll be their first baseman. Uh, Gavin Sheets, I, I think you want to see a little more from, and he's 26. Let's see what it is. But right now at the bottom of that lineup, Gavin Sheets, Yasmani Grandal, who had a pretty tough Horrible. year last Horrible. year. Uh, and it's listing Oscar Colas and Romy Gonzalez, which, I, you know, I've heard of Colas's name, and maybe he's the young guy that plays for them last year, but... Now I'm looking at the bottom four of that lineup and a couple guys who at the top of the lineup have been hurt the past couple years that you have that rotation. Get the lineup full because I feel like day in, day out last year, that's what hurt them. Like that lineup not being the White Sox lineup in that everyday no. consistency. Yeah. And you can if you can if you can somehow turn Hendricks into an outfielder and then you sign another bullpen guy for six mil and he can get you some outs. Get the White Sox going again, can, can I <laughs> and just, then you can trade for a, a closer at the deadline if you get that team going. Can I break into programming and just say yes. that I want to start? Can John Boy Media, can we pitch the idea of uh, the two-year Tony La Russa reign on the south side? I want to do like a 30-for-30 30 30 type. <sighs> break it down. Because I think there are a ton of untold stories as to why this team went from where they were to where they went yeah. in 2022. I think I think we I think we have to let it marinate for a year or two. No, I know we don't have to do it like, like starting right to get now. Get into pre-production and okay. get you know connected with the people that live in Trevor Plouffe's neighborhood and stuff like that. Who do I take like this that. to editorially? With who, who runs that department? I, I think this? Trevor just puts up a sign like at the end of his driveway and it's oh. like documentary question mark. Got it. And we should hear from them. Okay, good. Last thing, uh, who have you been most excited to see in the hotel lobby here in San Diego? Well, Chris Rose. Okay, uh, well that's you know. Um, no, I wasn't saying you. Oh, I oh, wasn't. You weren't. I was. I was, I was saying. So uh, well, no, I was going to actually suck up another way. I was going to say Josh Rose. Uh, oh yeah, my twenty-two-year-old son who lives down handsome, here. Handsome, tall son. Uh, and then my friend uh, Bridges, who you met briefly last night. Yes. People probably don't care about that, but the, you know, those are some good people. Um, no, it's the one that I, when I read this question this morning, and I was like, Kyle Tucker. Did you talk to Kyle Tucker yesterday? I didn't even. See him. Yeah, me and BBD walked in, and uh, there was a taller guy that had that kind of haircut, that like yeah. almost the the Abe Lincoln fade we call it on talking baseball. And we were like, "That is Kyle Tucker." So I I went up and because we had recently heard from like an agent or manager that he was interested in talking baseball or coming to the office, and you know, for John Boy Media and some of the Houston stuff, that's yes. especially him. That would be a big step. So it's been racking my brain why he's here. Because if I, I get it when you're an agent, I get it when media, I get it when you're front office, even managers, players, which a couple pop up like Brandon Nimmo. We heard he was here yesterday and I right. kind of get that, right. you know, strut your feathers a little bit. I guess free agency. Kyle Tucker's not a free agent. No, he's not. <laughs> so that, in fact, he's that, the next order of business for the Houston Astros. And that might be part of the reason right. why he's here, because, man, the, a game I started playing later this or I think when after the Astros won the World Series was if Kyle Tucker hit free agency today, hmm. when it when it happened, I, I think he's two years away, something like that. But Kyle Tucker, for his age and his he's 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 not 26 yet. Like Kyle Tucker, if he was a free agent today, he would be a three hundred million dollar man. And I don't know if people around three hundred. Yes, Chris Rose. I mean, he racks up how much WAR every year. He I plays know. great defense. Yep. He steals, but is is 
would trade like a lefty outfield trade Turner not be a similar no, you're right. comp for Kyle Tucker? You're right. So that's where, you know, you mentioned how many guys on the Astros before you get to him, Altuve, Bregman, Jordan, uh, Payne, you got a ton of love last year, but Kyle Tucker, man. Uh, so that that's the one for me. What about you? I can't I can't figure it out that he's <laughs> I mean, he's from Tampa. Yeah. We're in San Diego. This makes no sense. We've got to get to the bottom of that today. Yeah. Um, Foolish baseball. Wow. I had never met him. Wow. I have uh, I have uh, much respect for him. That's going to make him so happy. But it's true. Yeah. It's true. He, he's kind of cute. Like you can pick him up yeah. and put him in yes. your pockets. Like yes. for you, you could take him down on the low block and yeah. do what you need to. I Yeah. He's a uh, s- slight of frame. Is that the phrasing? Yes. Yes. Yeah. No one. No one confuses me or foolish for old linemen. But I guess if if this was a, a high school movie, I could be like a freshman old lineman. They're like, oh, oh yeah, definitely. Thick. Bailey, he would be like the next Mike McDaniel. Yes. <laughs> Although Mike McDaniel play. Yeah, that's so, right. Yeah. I heard that the other day. That was surprising. Yeah. Um, Who's your favorite? I I thought it was nice. It was yeah. nice to meet him. Yeah. You know, it was cool. I got to see a bunch of people I hadn't seen in you know, three years or whatever. So that was since the last time we were here for the winter meetings because yeah. didn't go to the World Series in 2020. Uh, haven't been at any big events except the All-Star Game and All-Star Game, we're kind of doing our own little thing yeah. at John Boy. We're chasing after home run balls and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. All right, Um. so real quickly, you know, we're here talking to managers all day. So I've got a bunch of them coming by. I think I got a six pack. Yeah. Uh, it starts off with uh, with Bob Melvin. I've got Brandon Hyde dropping by, Terry Francona, Craig Council, Ali Marmal, David Ross, and we'll try and pick off a few more, and then we're going to have those out on a few special editions of the Rose Rotation. It's going to be really fun. I love talking to managers at the winter meeting because they're not in game mode. You know, when you talk yeah. to them during the season, hey, Chris, everything's good, blah, blah, blah. But here they're like, dude, let's yeah. just relax. We get to find out what they're doing away from sport. So it's pretty cool. Thank you for hanging out. Always. Yeah. See, this is Ploof, if you're listening. This is how guys grind right here. Yeah. You know, he was out decorating the town, Dill. I don't I don't even want to know what time it was. Just kept it rolling. Just and look at him. The, just hopped in the shower, changed outfits. Let's do it again. It's unbelievable <laughs> what this guy does. So thank you. Special shout out to BBD here yeah. in San Diego, to our one-of-a-kind producer, Dan Rourke, back on the East Coast. For Jake Storiali, I am Chris Rose. We will Thursday. Trevor Plouffe on Baseball Today.